People of Earth, how are you? My name is Al. I'm sitting here, well, standing here, he's sitting, with my friend Joe. Hi, Joe. Al, how are you? I'm, uh... Are you mildly amused? Fat and sober. No, I'm not sober. I'm dry. I'm dry. They would tell you in AA that I'm not sober. I'm dry, man. Are you a dry drunk? I'm a dry drunk, man. Doesn't that mean you just beat people because you're angry all the time? Isn't that what a dry drunk is? I don't think so. I've never beat anyone who didn't deserve it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I never beat anyone who didn't put their hands on me first. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of I got to tell you, Joe, not a lot of people fucking put their hands on me. You know no, I mean? I mean, you're kind of big and intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to be. Hey, is that Miller High Life light sign still for sale? Yeah. Here you I go. I you bought it already. No, here. Take it. I'm taking that home tonight. I can't wait to plug it in. I wish you took it home. It's a $100 bill. Ago. I saved $4 a week for 25 weeks. That was my goal. It was 25 weeks ago we talked about the fucking thing really? on the air, yeah. You know, if you'd just taken the fucking thing, I would have never known. I can't do that, Joe. Why not? That would be dishonest. And first of all, There's a good you chance would know. The, the, nah. You would know. You'd be like, where the fuck's that sign? And how come I, you didn't give me my 100 bucks? No, I thought, I got to be honest with you. I came in here, I don't know when it was, a week, two weeks ago, and I saw that sign, and I I said, Jesus, I thought Al was taking that. Now, we put it over there, and then I put it back over there about 10 weeks ago. <laughs> wow. Well, because it, I, I wasn't moving it. I said, it. I thought he was taking that. Taking it tonight. And I didn't remember what the deal was, or I got my fucking, there was a deal. Or, I've had my eye on that fucking thing. No, the deal was I was paying you for it, which I'm sure is less than you paid for it, and you had it on... Probably. Oh, you had it on for a while out there in the cabana, I think. The thing was kind of a centerpiece for a while. I had it on the slider, and it was on a lot. Yeah, the fucking thing's going to be on in my house. I don't but know where yet, but... It's... If you don't own a liquor store and you have it on all the time... You're sort of inviting people to your house to drink. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, not not that anybody could see it, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, you could kind of see it from the street. Back it's in very, the day. it's very bright. Yeah, it's a legit fucking sign. It is, and I would take a picture of it and post it so you all could see it. But none of you are listening, and I don't have anywhere to post it. So fuck it. Well, we could post it on one of our non-use fucking Facebook thingies. It could be uh, it or could, on YouTube. We should probably change the name of our podcast to Miller High Life Light. Why is that? Well, we got a sign for it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, actually, that's what the kind of right sign is. It's the fucking. It's a beer sign. Is it a beer sign? Did you notice that? It's uh, a neon I, beer sign. I know it looks like it. Yeah, it looks like it. The, uh, what did you ask me? Oh, yeah. If you're gay? No. Do you like cock? No. 
So, uh, yeah. So last we talked, Joe and I were both foraying into the world of fucking wah, telling our woes to some sort of professional. Oh, which no, Joe has a real professional. It's not woes. It's Mine uh, sucks. It's Mine's a bigger mess than me. It's it's a... Uh, Mine actually told me how bad his day was last Friday. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I've never said I've I've had a bad day when I'm in there. You know what I mean? I don't do that. Do that. You know, it's not a matter of a bad day. They're all fucking bad days. You know what I mean? Right. They're all bad days. I like the question. What do you, What do you find serenity in? Fucking nothing. I find serenity in nothing ever. Not even my hobbies. Now wait a minute. Even my hobbies are a fucking grind. Are you saying that every day is a bad day? No, no. Every day is not a bad day. Every day is not a good day. How's that? Every day is not a bad day. I mean, how can every day be a bad day? I'm above ground. I don't want to die. I want to live. I'm just not exactly fucking impressed with you know life. You know. Well, there's a lot of that going on, you know. Yeah. What do you mean? With people our age or just people in general? I'm starting to think maybe everyone is a little fucked. We we talk about it all the time. We just, I'm a fucking, I'm not an overthinker. I'm just a thinker. I definitely don't overthink situations. You know how, like, there are people who are classic overthinkers? Take my boss, for instance. He's an overthinker. You know what I mean? Hey. It's like you're thinking way too much. What? There's a Miller High Life light sign for $199.99 or best offer. On eBay? Yeah. Yeah, you can't go by eBay. What do you mean? Well, you got to go and look what it's sold for, not what it's for sale for. You got to look what they sold well, for. Well, they might not have sold any. <laughs> I would I would have gambled. I don't remember. I don't what know I what. I, I think it was $179. I think you paid $179 for it, if I remember correctly. You know what I mean? The thing's still pristine. It works great. It has barely any dust on it. They you know? Miller High Life fucking thing better fucking work. Well, it's Miller High Life light. Yeah, well, that's what makes it... Well, you... That's what makes it really rare. Because it's Miller High Life light. light. Yeah. First of all, not a lot of people drink that. Except right. in Plymouth, you go into the... the <laughs> oh, no, here's one. Our friend the terrorist. 220 or best offer. Jesus Christ, for the same sign? Keep talking. The thing is, is not everywhere sells it, and God knows that you and I used to buy a shitload of it, and one of the neighbors up the street used to buy a shitload of it from the local packy, but they still, someone else was buying it, at least a couple guys, because you walk in there, and oh, look at that fucking thing, it lit right up. You walk in there, and there's eight to ten fucking cases of it at any time, you know? Look at that. That is wow, sexual chocolate. Oh, there's a, there's a dimmer. Cat bought me a, uh, a yingling sign one year for my birthday, and I fucking broke it in the last move, now which sucks. Like this silver thing that needs to be cleaned out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that thing, man. That is a, that's a fucking beauty. You know, what, you know what'll never, ever get cleaned? That silver thing. <laughs> right. 
But who did, you know, it, it works. Yeah, no. And I think it'll work oh, pretty much forever. That's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, you got to baby him, though. That's the only problem. And as we all know, I'm rough on my stuff. Well, like I said, I broke the yingling one. Poor cat. She got it from. She was so pleased with herself. I don't think you want that left outside. No, no, that's going in the house. I'm leaving my lunchbox in the car tonight and bringing that in carefully, gingerly. I've acquired a Corona one too. That's awesome. So now, now I, I got. I'm getting a good collection. Are you gonna put it facing hunt. out or facing it in somewhere? I want to face it out a window. I'm just. I'm not sure how well that's going to go over. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing yet. The thing's dope. Look at it. It's dope so, on a rope. For you people that don't understand what we're talking about here, yeah. Miller has made high, Miller High Life has been around forever. Yeah. Ever. And it has that classic gold and red lettering. This is right. blue and silver and white. This is different. It's a see-through bottle. Now, years ago... I stumbled upon Miller High Life Light. Well, you were drinking Miller High Life for a little while. That could be true. Because you were doing Pabst and Miller High Life, and then you tried Pabst Light. Remember, Pabst Light was for a little while, and then it was Miller High Life Light. I always wanted to be on a light beer because I drank a lot of beer. Right. And I I didn't want the calories. Because if you drink a lot of beer... And you have 150 calories, which is typical for a you know for a regular beer. That's right. a lot of fucking calories. Yeah. So trying to drink Miller Miller Light is it's light beer from Miller, yeah. which has been around forever as well. Right. But I always thought that tasted like piss. So I didn't like that. It's better than Bud Light, I'll tell you that. I like the Miller High Life Light. That's my favorite all-time light beer. Well, you and I have drank so many 30-packs of Miller High Life Light. That's why it's still in business, probably. <laughs> there's, a good, there's a good chance Al and I kept a liquor store going yes. down the street <laughs> by drinking. We, we've each had at least a 30-pack a piece in one night. Oh, yeah, several times. Listening to wildly loud music. Yes. <laughs> On uh, not what you, you would call a home stereo situation. No. Just pro audio situation. Wildly loud, <laughs> ear-piercing shit. Thousand watts minimum program. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> lunatics. Yeah. So I bought a Miller High Life light neon sign because I have an eBay. I got an eBay problem. So it always seems like a good idea at the time. And you can buy shit drunk on eBay. No. Like crazy. And then shit shows up at your house and you no, have we no went, idea what you bought. When we went to Milwaukee, remember we drove by... The whole brewery thing? Yes. But we couldn't do the tour, but we went in the shop. And I bought a, uh, I bought like a patch, like a jacket patch, the Miller High Life like jacket patch. I still have that. That's my one souvenir from that trip. Yeah, I don't that, quite remember. That, we that, went my, to that and my divorce papers. <laughs> we went to the, uh, 
the Miller Brewery, but they had no tours, or we'd missed the tour. We had missed the tour. We got there too late in the day for the whatever fucking season we were. Oh, we were there in the summer, so you figure it would be open. We got there too late in the day. We didn't get there till like four o'clock in the day, and I think the last tour was three or three thirty. But the so, shop was open. I don't think you bought any. Oh, you bought a couple of t. Did you buy a t-shirt and a hat? Oh, I bought a hat too. I think. I think so. I bought a hat and a patch. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I think I bought a couple. I bought a trucker hat, a high life light trucker hat, and it had the blue bill and the gold mesh on the back. That thing was fucking fat. Because and nobody, you know, Miller Miller makes Miller Light. I don't think anybody knew that they made high life light. Well, it, it hasn't been around that long. Been around less than twenty years. High Life Lights been less uh, around less than twenty years. Yeah, it came out right around when we started drinking it. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was not a. That was not a. When it came out, I was like, they already have High Life Light. It's called Light Beer from Miller. But no, they. You know what I mean? That's what I always thought Light Beer from Miller was. It was High Life Light because Miller was always High Life. You know what I mean? And Light Beer from Miller was. I want to say for a while was like the beer. Oh, yeah, for a little while. The light beer. Yeah, yeah, before like Bud, Bud light. light. There was no Bud Light when there was Miller, Miller Light came out before Bud Light. Yeah, but I want to say like a long time before yeah, yeah, definitely. Bud Light. Yeah, Miller Light was late 60s, 70s, something like that. Bud Light didn't come out until like the 80s. You Do know? they spell Miller Light with G-H or just No, no, it's T- L-I-T-E. Now, remember, too, for a little while, somewhere along the line in the 90s, Miller also put out Miller Beer. It wasn't Miller High Life. It wasn't Miller Light. It was Miller Beer. They got rid of that. That was another uh, marketing ploy. Just Miller. No, they put out, uh, shit, I used to, MDF? What the fuck? Oh, they had Miller Miller Genuine Draft as Miller well. Miller Genuine Miller Draft. Miller Beer was something different. Miller Genuine Draft is still around. You can't get just Miller anymore. Well, they, you can still get Miller High Life. Yeah, yeah, but, That's, you, but I'm that saying, is Miller beer. It was another total other product. It was just called Miller beer, not Miller High Life beer. It was Miller beer. But it's, uh, it's very interesting how they. It's uh, all marketing and bullshit. And then in these days of the drinking, uh, you know, everyone and their fucking cousin has a fucking a brewery now, and. Uh, Yes. All the craft beers that you spend fucking 10 bucks for out at your fucking favorite bar or more. I can't believe what six packs of beer costs. I, I mean, even this fucking... The Swell. Fucking, even the fucking non-alcoholic shit is eight bucks a six pack or 12 bucks a 12 pack. I'm guessing you pay more for that than you do. It's more for Bush NA than it is for Bush for a 12 pack. It's 12, No matter right. what you do, it's 12 bucks I mean, for Bush, a 12 pack. Bushes I gotta eight believe or nine that bucks. you can walk out of the store. You can give a twenty dollar bill. Well, that was also the thing between Miller High Life Light and Bud Light was if you gave them a twenty dollar bill, they'd give you change. And Miller Bud Light was like twenty four dollars. Yeah, like twenty four bucks. Yeah, yeah. You could give them twenty bucks and get thirty beers and change for Miller High Life Light. Right. They give you thirty fucking beers, man. That's the, what I'm talking about. So, not only was it... It's like 67 cents pretty, a beer. It was pretty good tasting. Yeah. But it was also cheap. It still is. 
It's still, it's. I think you can still give him a twenty and get change. You probably can. And there's all kind of other thirty pack beers which I experimented with since my fucking extreme poverty the past five years or so. Fucking Genesee Light. You can give them fifteen dollars and they'll give you change and thirty beers. Jenny Light. I've had Genesee, like Genesee Cream Ale. No, no, that, that shit. Genesee Light Beer. They have Genesee Beer, Genesee Light Beer, and Jenny Cream Ale and Jenny Twelve Horse Ale. Jenny Cream, Jenny Light, and Jenny. Are, are all, you can give them fifteen dollars and get thirty beers. Come on. So now next month, yeah, you're gonna get a little windfall from what? From not having not having to pay somebody. A certain amount of money per month or per week. Yeah. Well, we've already kind of renegotiated the weekly situation on that. But uh, yeah, it's all over in three, two weeks. Three. I have three payments left. Three payments. Did you talk about the house? No, because I'm 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 vastly disinterested in any. I made a deal that I'm going to stick with. I there's no equity in that house, Joe. There's going to be enough for her to put a down payment on another place. She's not going to she's going to go re, go from one mortgage into another mortgage. There's no equity in that place. The place was mortgaged and remortgaged to the fucking hilt. There's no equity in that place. It's not even worth like the effort. Nothing? No, there's a little something, but it's not even worth the effort. I'd rather see her take 40 or 50 grand and put it down on another house and be happy. You know what I mean? I got you. It's, it's your deal. What am I going to do? Take 20, split 40, 50 grand with her? I, yeah. No, nah, fuck that. Nope. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking for that. I know you think I'm nuts. I don't think you're nuts. I, I understand it in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Look, we made it. Everything, we've talked about this before. I... It wasn't necessarily by design, but I had a vision in my head of how I would like things to go as far as everybody just getting along and and my ex being able to still be part of my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it worked out. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, you made it work. We made it work. She made it work. I made it work. It's working. Who, I mean, who knows? Something shitty could happen. But as of right now, it's all working out. She doesn't hate your guts. I mean, I don't know about all that. <laughs> but no, I don't think she hates me. Well, she I don't think she hates your guts. I stopped over there on the on the way here to say hi. Give her a little money. But uh Um Here's an interesting history. Go ahead. So Miller Light. Light beer from Miller was introduced in 1973 by the Miller Brewing Company. But the history is pretty... I was right on, man. I said early 70s. It was pretty unique. So Miller Light was the first successful mainstream light beer in the United States market. Yep. After its inception as Gabblinger's Diet Beer. Shit. Developed in 1967 by Joseph L. 
Oates, PhD, a biochemist working for New York's Rheingold Brewery. The recipe was given by Oates to Chicago's Peter Hand Brewing. That year, Peter Hand Brewing was purchased by a group of investors renamed Meisterbrow Brewing. Oh, Meisterbrow. And Light was soon introduced as Meisterbrow Light. Okay. Okay? Oh, shit. A companion to their flagship... Meister Brau, which Meister Brau is always swell. Drank a lot of it in college, man. Me too. Seven ninety nine a suitcase. Under the new management, Meister Brau Brewing encountered significant financial problems, and in 1972 sold several of its existing labels to Miller. The recipe was relaunched simply as Light, L-I-T-E, on packaging and in advertising with light beer from Miller being its official name until the late 90s. How about that? When it became Miller Light. It went from light beer from Miller to Light. Mi- yes, exactly. Yeah, to That's Miller why I'm, I I always think of it as light beer from Miller. Yeah, yeah. I remember the commercials. The commercials were, when I was a kid, just driven into your fucking brain. Fucking all the old sports guys. Tastes it, great. Yeah. Less filling. Light beer from Miller, right. It had football player, everything. Beating on each other and shit. Right. <laughs> Simply as light, repackaged, and advertised with light beer from Miller being its official name till the 90s in the late markets of Springfield, Illinois, Providence, Rhode Island, Knoxville, Tennessee, and San Diego, California in 73, and heavily marketed using masculine pro sports players and other so-called macho figures of the day in an effort to sell to the key beer-drinking male demographic. Right. There we go. Miller Lite was introduced nationally in 1975. Miller's heavy advertising approach worked where the two previous light beers had failed, and Miller's early production totals of 12.8 million barrels quickly increased to 24.2 in 1977 as Miller rose to second place. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, other brewers responded, particularly Anheuser Busch, which heavily advertised Bud Light in '82. Okay, we were right. We so Bud Light was literally ten years. Behind ten years behind on the technology and the marketing ploy, seven eight years behind on the actual label. Well, the Miller Light label. Well, Miller Light. We know the recipe was Meisterbrow Light before, as you just said. Meisterbrow Light till seventy two, right? And then it became light beer from Miller from seventy three on. So basically, a nine year head start on light beer. Yep. Yep. It's funny we, you know, we lived through that. Not yeah. that you know that it's not like living through like uh, we've moved to another fucking planet or anything no, like that. But you know, there was no fucking light beer. No, and only the major makers make the light beer. You don't, you know, you're not buying a microbrew light beer. There's no such thing as a mic. There might be a you know regular lager or pilsner light. You know, well you can buy Budweiser is light beer by the way. Miller High Life is light beer. They are light beers. Coors is a light beer. Well, you can buy Mike's hard lemonade light. Right. No, but what I'm saying is, is pilsners and lagers are light beers compared to other like drinking a Guinness. 
Well, Guinness is actually, believe it or not, it's a light beer. It's just dark colored. It's only got 120 calories or something. It's got less calories than a Budweiser or a Guinness. You can look that up, too. People don't believe that. I know my beer, man, and what I also know is, is I would I could really use one. Well, the whole not drinking thing yeah. it gets harder every day. It's Age. not easier. You say that it's just weird, and I believe it. I mean, why would you lie? Although I get Friday night, I was fucking convinced I was gonna drink, and somehow I didn't. And then Saturday and Sunday, I was like, I'm, I woke up and went, I'm drinking today. And I didn't. So all right. I must be doing all right. Let me ask you something. So yeah. before this bout, what's the longest you've ever gone without drinking? Uh, Previously. Fucking after college, I went... I think I went two or three years before Paul moved. Paul moved in like 93 or four. I think I went two years, and I've gone as long as eight or nine months or a year a couple times since then. I've never gone more than two years in my adulthood. And by my adulthood, I mean since I'm 12. So, because I remember... And of course, I can place no dates. Date, on yeah, this, sure. Or even time of year. Or, yeah. I remember you like, oh, I'm not drinking for a while, and I, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Because no one's ever going to give anybody shit for not drinking. No, I mean, unless you're not, a really not bad a, friend. <laughs> yeah, not around these. Parts I could of think of some of my friends. A couple times I quit. They're like, why don't you just fucking drink? Or, or what did they say? Oh, why are you in denial? Just drink. Yeah, we don't hang around with anybody that uh, that needs somebody else to fucking beat themselves up to make one of us feel better. Right. That's not that's not really that crowd. We encourage good behavior, actually. You know, it's like, oh, that's great. You're not going to drink for a while. Good for you. Right. And if it's forever, then that's that's good if too. That works for you. Right. Whatever works for you. We're into Al and I both, and I'll speak for the both of us. We're into whatever makes, you know, either one of us happy, but anybody that we know. Happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you got to do. That can mean if you can become a Mormon. Uh, you can become a non-drinking Mormon. You can become a, you know, priest. Whatever, whatever works for you. Yeah, no, it's whatever makes your life go along. Right. And give you gives you some meaning. It's like I tell everybody: you do you, and implied in that, and I don't say it, but when I say to you or anybody, you do you, that implies, let me do me. Right. Well, we don't. <laughs> we don't let me do. In me. retrospect, we don't want to be told. Right. Right. Are you listening, Hillary? After you get the, uh, you know, after you change. We don't need to be told that uh, you should is, be doing this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah and no. that you know, and I don't have any problem with that actually. I mean, uh, it's not like I get offended. Like, you know, you should go into AA too. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to do hear this that. too because this worked for me. And I'm like, I, I usually say things like, "I really appreciate you caring." Same here. And uh, it's just not what I want to do. 
And uh, yeah, but no. I w- I'm glad it's working out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outwardly, you're gonna say that, but in your head, you're going fuck yourself. Because yeah, I ha- I I'm, have someone really in my life who's heavily into the AA thing, and they're not even really a drunk. They think they are, but they're not. But their 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 father was a drunk, so they did the Al-Anon thing when they were younger. Right, and then they graduated into AA because they had a couple beers once and got drunk, and. This person recently, in this new bout within the last seven weeks, told me, oh, you really should go to AAL. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work for me. I'm not, I, I can do step one, which is admit I'm powerless over alcohol. I can admit that. I will admit that. I cannot give myself over to a higher power. Well, I'm not going to do it. It's not even that. It's I can't even admit there's a higher power. AA. Because I've been to some meetings. And I'm certainly not going to go and do all the saying, I'm sorry, making amends thing. <laughs> that ain't me. I went to, I've been to a few AA meetings, not many. Me, well, were they, did you have to go? Because I went to ones I had to go to. No, I didn't have to go. I actually had to go because a family member was going. Okay, I got you. And I felt obligated to go because I was asked to go. So I went. And some of the stories were hysterical. Yeah. Because, you know, people get up and they talk. Did you hear the one about how they hide the cups around the house? So when they're doing oh, the shit, fucking, yeah. when they're, that's a standard one. When they're doing the fucking, because I've, I've been to four or five of them, two or three because I had to, and another one because someone asked me to go. Similar, not a family member, but a very, very close friend. Right. And I did do that for them. Right. Um, in every fucking meeting, someone different told the story about, oh, I hide the fucking booze while I'm doing housework so I can, as I go by, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like some standard stories in there, you know? Well, I'll tell you, when I got, when I got pop for drunk driving back in 85, I had to go to, uh, the deal was back then you lost your license for 30 days and then you had to go to eight weeks of uh, classes where you had a you know a teacher or whatever, and if you misbehaved, like there was a guy that showed up every class shit faced, and the they deal don't let is you do that they anymore. could hold you over for for another yeah. eight weeks right. if they thought. So why would you ever? Why would you do that? Because you're an idiot. Yeah, basically you, or or maybe you really need help, and that's your way of crying that's out for true, help. That's true. Yeah, but the woman I had for a teacher. She was our, I guess, I guess you call it a teacher. She had, she was telling us about how she had somewhere in the vicinity of like 35 bottles of vodka hidden throughout the entire house and was shit-faced from the time she woke up until the time she went to bed. And I remember as a as a twenty three year old, I think I was yeah I was twenty three when I went to these classes. I got popped when I was twenty two because I got popped in like May. My birthday was in uh, August, and I went to the classes in the fall. Um, and I just remember thinking, oh my god, this lady is really fucked because. You know, I did a lot of, I did drinking, but there was work time and then there was drinking time. You know what I mean? And there was, there was a big separation between the two. 
Yeah. For me, anyway. I mean, sure. it was okay. Now we're off work, so we can go drinking. Yeah. And then we're on work. But for her, it was, I'm drinking all the time. I have one friend who only drinks at work. And she <laughs> she said, that the one line that, that I, she said, if you get drunk once a year, you're an alcoholic. And I thought about it, and I said, well, I'm not. I'm not here to. I wasn't gonna debate the woman yeah. because, I'm, I'm sitting there going, I want eight weeks. Yeah. I don't want to be held over for another eight weeks and then have to pay for it. But I remember just thinking, like you're, you and I are completely different. Yeah. Right. As far as drinkers go. Sure. Right. Um. That's the thing that most people don't realize. There's definitely different levels. There's different tolerances. You can sit here and admit you're a drunk or whatever, but yeah. No, but this woman's life was... With alcohol, her life was a fucking horror show. Right, right. She didn't function at all. At all, right. She was an absolute mess. Yep. And her thing was... And remember, you gotta, you got to remember this is... This is 85. Oh, it's still 85. Her deal was, it's still pretty early in the Mothers Against Drunk Driving thing, and before we kind of, you know, uh, I don't know how long AA's been around, but it was still early. And yeah, I think AA's been she she There was no difference between her and any of us. As far as she was concerned, right. And I'm, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Jesus, this lady's, you know, thank God she was able to quit because she was <laughs> gonna kill herself, right. Um. So that was the that was the. Uh, it was found in Akron, Ohio, in 1935. Yeah, and apparently it's the only thing that actually works for alcohol. Well, I mean, so my thing is always been um, there's the addiction thing. And, you know, from paying attention to opiates and other things, there are, there's like 25% of the population. And I don't know whether it's like if you're going to get addicted to opiates, you're going to get addicted to booze. But. Like twenty five percent of the population, if if you go and like get your fucking tooth drilled and they give you a bottle of ten Percocet, you're fucking hooked and you'll be on heroin in six months, and you're gonna die. And there's twenty five percent of the people are in that boat. Well, like I always say, and you made fun of me a couple weeks ago, I say I'm an addict to everything. I'm in that book. I'm just not the one who's... I, I catch myself before I kill myself because I did the opiate thing, but I didn't end up on heroin. I just bought thousands and thousands and thousands of fucking pills for now, a couple years, and then I kicked it. Was this when Arnie was living next to me? Yeah, it was around that time, yeah. So we're going back a good 16, 18 years. It was when I had the big truck, the crooked lettered truck. So I wouldn't I didn't know about this. Nobody knew about it. So 
So this is this wasn't recent. This was a long time ago. Yeah, but I went through it. And same thing with the gambling. Same where thing were you getting your? Where'd you get from my mechanic? You know what? It's funny. I kind of remember that you, you and Arnie spent some time together. You were looking for him, and well, he, he was able to get. No, no, he he was getting it from me. I wasn't getting it from him. But there was a. I remember a party he had in his basement. Where he had a bowl of pills, yeah, and and I like I discovered opiates, and when I say opiates, like Percocet, Percocet, Vicodin, whatever. I used to get kidney stones. I got kidney stones for four years in a row in my twenties. And the deal with a kidney stone is, you get a kidney stone, it is so painful. If you don't, if if you've never had one. I thought I was dying, and uh, apparently it is as painful as childbirth. So I remember my first one, and I I was able to drive myself to the hospital like a lunatic, crossing, uh, you know, passing people on the way, and I got to the hospital, and they wanted me to fill out a form, and I just fell down on the ground, and I said I was dying. And they didn't give me anything, and they did what was called an IVP, which I don't know if they do that anymore, but, you know, when I was 25, which is 30 years ago, um, they used to put some dye into your blood and give you an X-ray around where your kidneys are, and they would go, lo and behold, you're blocked up, and that means you have a kidney stone, and then they would they would give you a any amount of drugs you wanted. Right. Like Demerol. And I just remember the first time I was laying in the hallway, just kind of, you know, looking up, going, this is wonderful. Yeah. And the, th- the funny thing is, you stay in the hospital, and the longest I ever stayed, I think, was two nights um, where I had to pass a kidney stone because they, otherwise, they would go in and get it. And they go in through your prick, and they get it. Nobody needs that. And I was like, nope, I'm going to be passing this. Yeah. But once you pass it, you're in no more pain. However, the doctor writes you a prescription for, you know, a hundred, some sort of, you know, pills. Yeah. So you don't have any more pain, but you've got the pills. Yeah. And my deal was I'd save a portion of them, uh, for the next supposed kidney attack. Right. And then I'd take some recreationally. Sure. And they were wonderful. But when I ran out or got to the level where I had to save 10 for the next kidney attack. You were able to do it. I was just able to, like, stop. Yeah, you don't have that. You don't have the gene. That's all. You don't have the affliction. So it's kind of like having... uh, It's kind of like if somebody brought candy into your house but you never buy candy but you had the candy laying yeah. around and you every day you ate some of the candy yeah and then you ran out and you know, it was like you were like ah fuck it you yeah know right. what i mean it's kind of well actually that's my life now my wife will go and buy you know some fucking can which i say please don't buy any of this shit cuz if you do then I'll you'll eat just it. eat it and uh but when it's gone 
I won't go and buy yeah, anymore. You're not going to the store to buy the candy. So I don't know what that makes me. I like the high, but I'm not going to go out and, you know, I'm not going to go and sell things for pennies on the yeah, dollar yeah, to, right. get, to get drugs. To get drugs. To get drugs. Yeah. See, that was my problem. I knew where to go back then. <laughs> and... uh but no, obviously you were in a different category because yeah. you wanted to go and get the drugs. Oh yeah, because it was well, because it was fun. Now, is it fun or is it just because are you in pain? Are we talking about physical pain or mental no, anguish, emotional anguish, emotional mental I'm anguish? A fucking mess, dude. So where I, anything that gives me pleasure. I want more of that because I don't derive pleasure from life without drugs, booze, sex, alcohol, gambling. So when you when you wake up in the morning, what is it that you don't like about yourself? That makes you want to feel differently. That's a hard one. What don't I like about myself? I mean, there's something that's I telling you that you're not a good person. It has nothing to do with if I'm a good person or not. I, I don't think I'm a bad person. But there's got to be there's something that's nothing. saying you're, there's an, an inadequacy or... The thing is, is that's You want to feel differently. That's ever-changing because it's been my entire life. It's not right now. You know, that's the other thing I'm trying to explain to this fucking therapist guy i'm not depressed because i got divorced and left my f i didn't leave my family but i moved out and that doesn't do i was doing the depression thing before that you know what i mean it was before that i'm I, I don't like the fact now that i have to schlep to a fucking eight to five every day i'm not that fucking pleased with myself about that and that's because i'm a terrible businessman and it finally got to the point where i can't be self-employed without a spouse or a partner who has a real job. Right. I couldn't do it anymore. So I had to go get a quote-unquote real job. I'm not that happy about that. But that's not my main problem when I wake up every day now. So what do you think my, is? What's my main problem? Yeah. My fucking father did a number on me. Growing so up. Does it? Is it all childhood? Kind of I'm things. Fucking pretty certain. I'm pretty certain. I mean, I haven't even gotten into that with anybody yet. But that's almost what it has to be. Either that, or I'm just—I was just born this way. And my mother will always say, "Will tell you I was a, a worrier as a child." I'll tell you what I was worried about, and that was getting clobbered by my father. I was worried about that constantly. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty sure I'm fucked up. Because of my father. Did I haven't discovered this in fucking uh, therapy either, by the way, yet. Did you? I pretty much know what it is. Did you? Did Sorry, you, Dad. I love you. No, you know what? It is. You knocked me around a little too much, dude. But. And told me I was a piece of shit too much and stupid. Was. Was waking up in the morning 
because it all goes back to childhood. The, uh, this is the question. I, I dreaded going to school every day. I dread going to work. I dread fucking leaving the house. This is the thing that I talk to my uh, the guy, which is why I like him. And I said, look, does everything kind of go back to childhood? And he goes, yeah, basically. Of course it does. Now, it doesn't. So you no. don't even need a PhD to know that. You don't. He says it doesn't explain everything. No. And you can't you can't run your whole life based on what happened to you. But here's the way I explained it to him. So I moved to a neighborhood. So I had, I had my old man who was I don't hate my father at all. Well, I love my father. I love my dad. And my father never laid a finger on us, but he was he was crazed. My father he, beat the shit out of us. He was crazed. Like, you were walking around on eggshells yeah. all the time. He beat the shit out of me and Dave, not Paul. And then, if I went outside the house, I was exposed to... So we moved, uh, we moved down to Plymouth in 71. And I just remember the people that... And we were we were early into the neighborhood, and I can't say we you know how long we were there and shit, but this was when like busing was seventy four, okay, that's when the judge ruled that there's no more segregation, so people were fleeing the cities before that because they knew it was on the it was coming. So my neighborhood filled up with people from. South Boston to Dorchester. Mm. And I was a kid from Situate. Mm -hmm. Just a, you know, kid like I dumped in with city kids. And it was a fucking nightmare. So I didn't have any safety at home. I didn't feel safe at home and I didn't feel safe outside of the home. And what I used to do is go and all of my siblings used to go, and we used to go find surrogate families. Sure. Like I found uh, the Urquhart family that was across the pond. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Urquhart, who you know, left here in 78 or 79 or something like that. But we used to go and find... They were on the Shenandoah side, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wished that I could stay with them and never go back. Right. And... Because it was crazy at my house, right. and it was crazy outside of my house. And I just wanted to be, a, I didn't want to deal with any of these people. I mean, I was a, I think I was a genuinely decent person, you know? So, what I asked him was, do you think there's, what do you think about, I, I think there was PTSD. And he goes, does, there was absolutely PTSD. Yeah. So, you're always looking over your shoulder waiting for the fucking slap to come. Mm -hmm. And... I want to say, uh, like, bus rides into school and shit were a horror show because, and it wasn't even guys. It was, like, uh, these two, oh, there was one girl that's dead that I know know of. And, they, you know, you just sit there and you get your fucking head slapped in and shit like that, and there was nothing you could do because if you got up and defended yourself, then, you know, eight people eight would jump Eight people would jump on you. You know, and it was, like, if you got half decent grades, you were some sort of a loser. You got yeah, beat right. up for that. Yeah. So there was a handful of us that, you know, me, me and uh, Harry 
Harry Skevington, we used to walk to a different bus stop like half a mile away mm. just just to avoid the bus stop bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. You know, so I don't know what it was like to be. Uh, I can't. I can't picture what it was like to be beaten by my old man. I do understand what it's like to be. I don't know whether it's worth to be mentally tortured a little bit, or or hit. How about both? Well, Let's both grab you. Then that's not a good thing. No, that's not a good thing. And, yeah. and I'm not blaming everything on it. I'm, I, I, I was. I obviously got some fucking weird wiring too. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, but it doesn't. Do you do you are you on height? Are are you on fight or flight mode all the time? Are you at uh, are you high stressed? No. Do you do you do you drink because you are on fight or flight mode all the time? I don't know. I the whole drinking thing, it just I really like drinking. I like fucking pounding a fucking liter of vodka and how I feel after I do it. Well, do you feel right now? Are you on uh, like a fight or flight? You know, like you're waiting for for some sort of fucking. I'm dying for somebody to fucking pull a knife or a gun on me. I'm dying for that. That, I'm dying for that. that I'm dying to shove a gun or a knife up someone's ass for them. But you're not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. See, you remember what I went through with my son last year? Yes. I went, Joe. I went to hell and back. I am not afraid of. Anything or anyone. Well, maybe it was the... I don't understand. I know you're dead. And I can't dismiss what your pop did to you when you were when you were younger. Yeah. I mean, but that was sort of the, hey, 60s, 70s, people beat their kids. Yeah. And pretty sure his old man never laid a hand on him. There's something, well, there's something unusual about that. It yeah. doesn't, and I, I don't know whether it was something he couldn't control. Of course, or, he'd tell you it's because he never did anything to make his old man have to lay a hand on him. That's what he would say. Do you have issues with this today? Have you ever talked to him about it? No, I could, I could never talk to him about it. He's too sensitive. I don't want to make him feel bad. I don't. He's an old. He's 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 getting into the last tenth of his life here. I'm not. Uh, I'm not looking. I'm not looking to make him feel bad. See, I could never talk to him. What is it going to do? What good is it going to do for me to confront my father about that? Some resolution for what? What's going to happen? What closure am I going to get out of that? He's going to tell you why. He doesn't know why. He's not going to tell me nothing. He'll try to. Tell he's going to deny it. Is what he's gonna do. He's already done. I've I've tried Joe, and he just didn't. He goes somehow one night. It was I forget. I said something to my kids when they were younger, and I learned quickly not to say anything to my kids when they were younger afterward. Because I said something about my father beating the shit about on out of me, and Evan went right to my father when he was four or five and asked him about it. My father's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Right. I'm like. How you used to beat the fuck out of me? He goes, "What are you telling him that for?" You know what I mean? Well, my so. father's when we used to when I talked about uh, if if the subject was ever brought up, which I don't think I brought it up very much. It wasn't like I 
I don't think I realized it until late in life, quite frankly. I mean, 45, 50, like where you think back and you go, you know, that it wasn't that normal. Not that, I mean, in the neighborhood I grew up in, there were people getting divorced left and right. There were people beating the shit out of their kids. Like, I'm talking black eyes and fucking broken yeah. bones. How about putting them out of school for two weeks? They beat them so bad. Any, any of that going on? Yeah. Went on in my house a couple times. Yeah, I, I think there were, there were horrible situations going on in, in the neighborhood that I grew up in. And I think that... Uh, When I, you know, so on one hand you go, well, we never get the shit beat out of us. But at the same time, we got this fucking, you know, constant mental torture. But if I, if I remember ever bringing it up and it was like, ah, you're talking about ragtime. And it's like, you know, yeah, you know, it's just bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that doesn't really mean anything. And I don't think it's a the way that look. I've been to the the guy that I'm going to see four times, and this is a process. And we're talking about sp- um, spending years doing this, maybe forever. Yeah. Um, but it has something to do with what's going on, but it's not everything. Right. And it's not. I think it's. I think it's. The gist I get, it's 10 or 15%. And then the rest is sort of, you know, you start out a certain way, and then you, you, you head a certain direction looking for the things that make you feel safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so booze. Well, or, or comfort you. Yeah. You look for comfort. Pleasure center. That's it. Pleasure center right here. It's not even pleasure. It's full it's, house. Aces over kings. Oh, that's pleasurable. It's winning it's money. Pleasurable. Get, it's getting a, It's it's getting away from pain. Yeah. I mean, even just you don't have to feel. You don't have to feel good. It's to to not not feel pain and not feel. Yeah, not feel. That's what it is. It's not necessarily just not feel pain. It's just not feel. Not feeling is a is better than feeling pain. Well, I tell you, that's the other thing, and it's probably not a good thing, and I haven't even gotten into this yet because it's—I'm probably never going to get into it. I gotta—I gotta find—I gotta go—I gotta go—I gotta go twice a week at least. Well, your Fuck thing it. is you gotta find uh, <laughs> you gotta find somebody down where you work. I know. I believe. Well, because yeah. you know, I either that or someone who's of course up. you can't you can't go to where I'm going because they don't even take. They're not even take. I've looked into that place. They're not even taking. New, new patients can't get night and weekend fucking appointments there. So, you know, I'm getting, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm getting seven o'clock in the morning oh, twice a week. Sweet. Like I, he couldn't get see me twice this week, but Monday. Oh, if I could get 7 a.m. in seven, New Bedford. 7 a.m. Oh, and then we're, gonna, we're doing twice a week. And, of course, then I'd be like, well, you can get your fat ass out of bed to be fucking... You can get up early to make it to the fucking shrink, but you can't get up early to make it to the gym, can you, fatso? Yeah, but I mean, that's beating yourself up. No, I know. Well, that's that's another that's another thing. Why well, I, I desperately want to get back. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not into that pain. I'm just not into that pain right now. It's too much pain, man. 
I don't. It's funny. I told. I I told him. I said, imagine what it would be like if you just felt great about yourself every day. And he goes, Have you ever met anybody like that? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I have. And most of them are retards. No, and no, well, actually, and that's some not of them are fair. The one I'm thinking of is wildly successful. I mean, yeah, I remember his parents moving him in, and it was like, you know. This was this was a joke, but it was like his parents would be like, "Did you see the shit that he took this morning? It was unbelievable." <laughs> I mean, imagine having that kind of support from your yeah. from your parents when you're in your formative years. There's right. nothing that you could do that was wrong. Yeah. And uh, but at the same time, they held you to a standard. I mean, it wasn't like you didn't do anything; you worked. But you were so rewarded for that. One of my earliest memories is just about being toilet trained. So I was still kind of in diapers, but almost not in diapers. Yeah. And I had underwear on and shit my pants and went back into the diaper, but not before I got fucking cuffed in the fucking side of the head because I shit my pants. I yeah. Was, I was two. <laughs> <laughs> Literally got I cuffed. Re- I don't remember back to two, <laughs> two or three or whatever. However old you are, but when you stop shitting your fucking pants, oh, <laughs> almost knocked out. But it has. Oh, a- and then I had to clean the fucking underwear too in the sink. I remember that. I was probably more like three. But I you know something. I had to do that little step stool up to the. I was like. We can talk about our own children. And then I said, ooh, this is fun, and I got cuffed again in the head. <laughs> Who weren't For being a wise ass. And had so much had it so much better than we did. And there, there's some issues there, too, you know? Yeah. So, I mean... Again, maybe... I don't think I'm an overthinker. I just think I'm a thinker. Maybe... We all know I'm very sensitive. Uh, I have mentally made the decision to not get worked up about anything in the last, I think it's been two years, I've decided I'm never getting worked up about anything. And it works. But uh, maybe that's not good either. Maybe you should get a little worked up once in a while. I think, But I don't get worked up. Well, you shouldn't shut down. So the whole not feeling thing, I'm feeling you on that. Yeah. Because that's what I'm doing. I do it on purpose. I try not to feel. Now, is that a bad thing? I think so. Yeah. I think I think you need, you know, if it led to beating your wife, then I'd say, no, that's a bad thing. But I think I don't beat you anybody. have to allow yourself to feel. But the, at the same time, you have to give yourself a break, too. You know, I'm very hard on myself as far as, like, you know, I should be working 60 hours a week and, you know, it's never happened in my whole fucking life. Yeah. And if 20 hours happens, it's a fucking good thing. And, uh, but I beat myself to this day about it. And it's like, well, just as long as, is everything working out okay? It's like, yeah. And, I don't know, maybe it's a, it's like I could have done so so much more. Do you know what I mean? If I hadn't, if I'd been a different person, mm-hmm. which is 
a ridiculous thing to think about because you are who you are. Well, this is what my my thing now is, is the thing I beat myself up most about right now. Well, A, I told you this before, the whole living for the weekend thing, and that goes hand in hand with uh, I'm just working for a paycheck. I, I could give a fuck about any, could not give a fuck about anyone I work with, about any of my bosses, but their that's, families, that's my coworkers. That's normal, you know. So if, if that's the human experience, so why am I, maybe I shouldn't feel, maybe I shouldn't sit here and feel bad or, or be seeking counseling. Maybe that's just the human experience and fucking deal with it, stupid. You know, no, because there's underlying know? shit that's bothering you. Yeah. That, well, maybe I'm just human fucking a little bit more fucking uh, thoughtful. <laughs> I don't know if thoughtful is the word. Look, it's perfectly okay. As someone that's watched, I watched my father do this and I watched my wife do this. There are people that would retire. So with with my wife, there's there, there's been several people that she used to talk about on a regular basis, and not in a bad way. You know, oh, this person did this today, and and they would retire, and they the day they retired. That was died. the last day that she ever saw them again or spoke to them about them again. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. And I remember my father, we'd, he was waiting for, the, there was a potential buyout that was coming from the government. Mm -hmm. So we never told anybody his intention to leave. And the day came where it was time for him to leave and the buyout never happened. And he just said, to everybody, this is my last day. And, you know, that was like 3.30 in the afternoon. I like that. And he got in his car and drove away and never spoke to anyone at work again. I like that. So See, that I, appeals to me. I think that's pretty, that's more common than, you know. And that kind of is a little parallel with the whole, we've touched upon this before. Even like... In, Here's the other thing. I've I made a conscious decision. I'm not getting bothered anymore. I used to really bother me the people who I was close friends with. I never would try to get in contact with me. It was always me. It was always me trying to get everyone together or see mm -hmm. everyone. Sure. I stopped with that. And you know what? I haven't talked or seen to any of them. And you know what? Life's just fine. I you know four or five of guys who I love like right now. I'd like to say if they called me, I'd go help them. I'd, I'd probably go, I, I can't make it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm over that. That was part of the whole, the whole conscious decision now. Is that unhealthy? Like, I don't, I seriously don't even care about anyone in my past anymore. I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't, I just don't care. I do. I do know. And I mean. did it consciously. And I think I'm it's not getting worked up about anything anymore. Well, I, you know, as you know, when I when I turned fifty, I went and I found a a bunch of people, uh, college and not college, and I just kind of searched them out and found various people and said hello. And some some of it was met with, uh, "Hey, how you doing?" And and some was met with. Uh, I don't know, not very happy. and But you know something you get 
at this point, I think it's. Uh, I can't. I can't be upset. People do what they're gonna do, and I'm. I'm not upset that if if they don't want anything to do with me, that's fine. That used to bother me. Now that's how I am. I, I'm just like that's fine. It used to bug the fuck out of me. Yeah. So I. The thing was is. I guess I maybe I expected a little bit more of my friends than other people expected. I used to really expect a lot of my so-called friends, and I just stopped. You know what I mean? I just stopped. Well, and I think you have a handful of good friends. Well, now I have definitely, and that's good too. I like that. And... Although a couple it's, of them, I, if I never saw them again, would I wouldn't be heartbroken. It's not the people that... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I just wouldn't be. But everybody gets busy in their life. Yeah. I'm not that fucking busy. Well, well that's people, a lie. That's I a mean, lie. I keep busy. You have... Well, let's put it this way. You are in a situation where you... I mean, I can't go and find you on a Wednesday anymore. You know, it's not... That ain't happening. You're at work. Oh, yeah, during the day. Yeah, yeah, forget it. You know where to find me. If you want to find me, go to 135 in New Bedford. That's where I am. You know what I mean? So, (sighs) but there's people that have been in that situation their whole life. I know, poor bastards. Since, you know, your college day, they've had a job. Yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine. And a lot of it's more than, you know, they're working Saturdays and, Jesus, um, other than maybe having a decent retirement and maybe, you know, a pension, I wonder what it would have been. You can't, you can't look back, but man, I wonder what it would have been like if it wouldn't have been because I, I didn't even really, I didn't even really look for a job that hard when I got out of college. I just didn't. I w- looked for like a month or two. I looked for, I was going to be a newspaper writer. That's, I, I applied for a couple of newspaper jobs and, Refused to use the typewriter. I hand wrote everything out for the writing test. Yeah. Somehow they weren't looking forward, looking for me. You know what I mean? Um, There's a lot of people I know that got into very good areas that, like, nobody knew. Or, you know, talking about. So I get out of college in '85, '86, and. You know, go to work for some high tech firm, and nobody knew. Nobody saw this computer thing coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, a few people did, like Bill Gates and hmm. fucking Steve Jobs and shit. But the '90s were crazy when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, the fucking internet. I remember going to, and I, I, I remember when it was going on. I never got it when it was going on. Every day was a new. It's like, holy shit, look at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember watching Jeff Bezos on 60 Minutes. And I think we talked about this, and I want to say it was 99, but maybe it was 97. And they, you know, they did a profile on Amazon. And, you know, this is when they was just selling books, and Bezos was still packing up fucking boxes by himself. You know, with or that's part of his day was, you know, he said one of the, he says, one of the things that Bezos said, and he said it then and he said it recently, is that, uh, you know, we were packing up stuff on the floor 
And he was talking about how I've always talked about this different kinds of smart. You know what I mean? There's different types types of intelligence. And one of the guys he was working with said, you know, instead of doing it on this floor, why don't we get some packing tables? And Bezos was like, oh, my God, that's fucking brilliant. You know what I mean? So we don't have to kneel on the floor and fucking pack this shit up. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and here we are. Now they got drones flying fucking, flying packages to fucking... Uh corner fucking have you seen one of those yet i can't even i can't even fucking explain it in english not the drone the drones don't fly it to the mailbox but you know they have stations now where if you can do your fucking thing you can get it that day or the next day and you just go and you press the code into the it's like a fucking red box or a fucking change machine you know what i mean you go there and Put the code in and open the door, and there's your fucking package. It doesn't necessarily make it to your house, but it's oh, some sort oh. of station. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, yes. But it's freestanding. It's not in a... Stu- you know, you drive up to it like... Is this Amazon we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Home Depot does this. Do they? In a, in a way, they have a locker, and they email you a locker-like combination. And you're in locker 54... But it's at Home Depot. It is at Home Depot. Yeah, this this shit is like a freestanding fucking kiosk or something. You know what I mean? Right. So if you if you need it two days earlier, and you're willing to travel two miles, two miles, row, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get it there for you. Pretty amazing. Well, I'm just thinking of the whole facility. Like I drive by that facility in Fall River every Sunday or a lot of Sundays, and uh, it's like. You're talking about them on the floor packing the boxes, and now they they got this whole fucking automated thing, and it's it's just well, you think about anything it. you can imagine they're selling. You know, if it was '97, it was uh, it was 22 years ago. Yep. So in 22 years, it went from Bezos packaging his own books and to giving his wife. Dry- Driving, driving the fucking things to. I think he said he had an '87 Chevy Blazer and he drove it to the fucking post office. To 2019, where Amazon is a trillion dollar company, and even with his wife taking 37 billion, he's still the richest guy in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's incredible how it's the compounding effect of a good idea. Yeah. If you have a good idea and you stick with it, which I've never been able to do, and... Or I certainly haven't. No, I just, I, I've never, you know... And I, I have regrets about that, too. But, I mean, I don't think my personality would allow anything different. I think I got into what I did because it was the best thing I could find, and I think I'm terrified to try something else. Yeah. You know, to not have a couple houses going is horrifying. Right. You know? Because I've never made a living any other way. Right. And I guess the idea is is that going to work and actually just going, going for a paycheck scares me to death. Sucks. Don't do it. 
No, but I, I mean, it scares me to Don't the point do of, it. of uh, you know, like nausea. Oh, tell, I'm telling you. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but and I mean, right. the difference is you can do it. Oh, yeah. You probably aren't, wouldn't be able to do it. You're, I don't you're know right if I about could that. Do it. Although, then again, I think I could go work for some place that's, you know, highly innovative. I think I could work for a, you know, Tesla like place yeah. where there's shit going on but maybe not i don't i don't know i think maybe maybe that just becomes drudgery listen i i, I can't imagine really loving what you're doing i i in, i enjoyed painting people's houses and shit i enjoyed working for myself i even enjoyed the short couple years i had guys working for me i en- i enjoyed that um well, I think if you're someplace where you're seeing growth, yeah, and maybe you you get some piece of that growth, yeah, you know whether it, whether it's stock options or, you know, however it's shelled out, I think there could be that could be an enjoyable watching something grow. Yeah, well, can, that's would be a lot of fun. I have to say that's what appealed to me about my situation now because it was a new. It's. It's technically its own company, but it's kind of built. It's like a division of this construction. But still, we we took something from zero to wherever it's going to be. That was that was exciting to me. I remember when I talked to the guy on the phone. I said, "This this is a new company." He's like, "Yeah." I said, "All right, I'm interested. I'll come in and talk to you." Um, but even that's lost its fucking luster. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. It's just lost its fucking luster. You know what I mean? It's it's it's. I I just don't even fucking care. Now, but do you? Does the idea of going? Do you hate it, or is it just sort of like ah, this is what I gotta do, and it's not terrible? No, no. I I hate I hate driving there every day. I hate it. Now, by the time you- I get there and I settle in, it's like all right. Well, it's not that bad a job. But the other thing, Joe, is. is I, I went from working physically, you know, I'd like to say every day, but it wasn't every day, but you know the deal. Yeah. Literally, I'm like a, I'm like a fucking locks now. I fucking sit on my ass driving to work. I walk 40 yards or less from the fucking car to my desk. I sit down. I get up at lunchtime and walk back to my car to get my lunch bag and bring it back in. That's my movement, other than peeing. And... I, I don't fucking move all day. You know what I mean? I get up sure. and do a little lap once in a while, but that that's a little disconcerting to me. That's uh, yeah, that's what that's unfortunately what ninety five percent of jobs are in this fucking country right now is sitting on your ass. I, I'm not that happy about sitting on my ass all day. I have to admit. I don't brood on it, but it's back. It's in the back there somewhere. You know what I mean? Well, you're gonna be working in a foundation hole. Well, hey, Probably, I, I bet you'd hate that. And what more. I say to what I say to well, the road super because I talk to him once in a while. Um, frankly, and I tell him, I don't give a fuck if this fucking thing blows up. I'm just gonna do my best every day, which I'm unfireable. I do great work. I I know what these things cost. I'm getting better at selling them. Right. Uh, I have a firmer hand on what's going on than anybody else in the company right now. 
and uh, I don't give a fuck. I'll, and I always say, I say, I will go help my buddy put in a fucking septic system tomorrow morning and not miss this place. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just won't. Call my other buddy and go, fucking please let me paint with you for a week while I get something else going. You know what I mean? Right. I don't care. You know, I, I will I will shovel shit. I, well, I don't care. A, you know. It's a crazy deal. Yeah. I just, the whole office thing. I don't know, Joe. I'm, maybe I'm just miserable. I'm not that miserable, though. Um, you know, you're, you're in the, you're in the boat about what, I don't know how many, how many people you think out that are out there that are just wake up every day and they're skipping down the road. It's not a lot. I don't think it's, I'd say maybe it's 20%. Jesus Christ. I lo- I yearn to be in that 20%. But then again. <laughs> if I was in that 20%, I, I probably wouldn't be that deep a thinker. I, I do like being a deep thinker. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's people that are just, I, I guess, you know, and they don't have to be wealthy. Like my buddy Chris is, wakes up every day and is in a pretty goddamn good mood. Yeah. And has a lot to be unhappy about if he wanted to be. And he just finds the kind of finds the good in everything. He's happy to be alive. So even though he needs a kidney and a and a pancreas. He's almost lucky to be alive, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's wildly healthy for someone who's doesn't have their health and who's been, you know, wrestling with their health. But he's yeah. got this incredible He's attitude. definitely a unique individual. So he's in that 20% of people that enjoys his life. Even if his, you know, he goes through shit with his own wife and stuff. And, yeah. But he's never just, he's never, cra- you know, it's, it's, uh, it's infectious to be around people like that. They've got a love of being alive. I find it annoying. <laughs> a lot of people do. <laughs> well, annoying to see somebody that loves being alive or annoying just being alive? No, no. <laughs> people, no, I like being alive. I'm just annoyed by people who love being alive. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you're going you're gonna to pick up from him... Uh, that he's, he's you know, this it's not, it's not a problem free life, but he enjoys. <coughs> somehow he learned early on to enjoy. To live in the present, which most of us don't do. I agree with you there. We live, you know, we live five days in the future, or a month in the future, or two years in I, the future. I tried living in the moment thing. It works for a little while. It doesn't work all the time. I've tried that. You know, the thing is, though, no matter what comes and hits you, you always kind of figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, things always work their way out, don't they? It's a way of 
telling yourself that living in the present is the best way to do it because no matter what comes along, uh, it'll work itself out. Yeah, everything always works out in the end, except for when it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, unless you're you know you're you're in a company and you're you're running the show and you're trying to plan on what's gonna you know where this thing is gonna go, um, where you kind of have to live in the future, but. If you don't, what's the point? Just do it day by day and, you know, deal with what you can deal with on a day-by-day basis. Jesus Christ, we're depressing. <laughs> well, that's because it's been a really slow news cycle, Joe. No, we didn't talk about any news. No, I don't think it's depressing. I bet no, people that listen to this, it probably touches a lot of people in a... Yeah. The, you know, we're all human. That's what it is. We're, we're, it's the human condition. And people uh, like to hear other people that get that. You know, not everything's perfect. Especially the whole aging thing. Yeah, nothing more annoying than somebody else's perfect life. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Well, and I certainly don't want to listen to it on the radio or whatever this is. And it's probably it's pretty rare too. I mean, there's people that that. People that will come across as everything's perfect and, you know, I think pe- there's people that have a lot of shit that's okay. and I, I don't think anybody's got it hammered down, you know, Probably except not. for maybe that 20%. There's 20% of people that just have it all figured out and everything sort of works out. And yeah, well. It's all good. It doesn't fucking... Uh, Eliminates not the word. It doesn't preclude them from getting cancer and dying. Well, I mean, yeah, fucking I mean, painful. It's death. Always <laughs> look. If you live long enough, something bad's gonna happen. Listen, you're either gonna die of a heart attack or cancer. So fuck off, right? So if you make it past sixty-five, it's pretty much gonna be cancer of something. I only had two current event things to talk about. Should we just not do anything? It's up to you. All right, here, quickly. You know, pretty funny that, uh, no, how's this? If all of the terrorists, if all Muslims aren't terrorists, why are all the terrorists Muslims? The whole Sri Lanka thing, you see that? You know what I'm talking about when I say Sri Lanka, Easter Day? Do you know what happened? Easter Day in Sri Lanka? No. Like 300 people who were attending Catholic Mass were killed by certain various different ways, blown up, shot, killed by ISIS. (laughs) Well, you know, Sri Lanka, the east coast of Africa, is that Sri Lanka? Jesus, when I think Sri Lanka, I think swarthy Indian Pakistani looking dudes. Isn't that like fucking Southeast Asia? Isn't that like a should know? Is this Sri Lanka like a big ass island over there somewhere? Like I thought Sri Lanka South of India and Pakistan in that fucking body of water. But I, I don't. I should know, but I don't. Me too. I, they're definitely fucking. Oh, Sri Lanka is a, a island. I just said that. Did you say that? Yeah, I said it's a fucking island. Well, it's an island, but I don't know where now, but the bottom of yeah, India? Yeah, it's over there. Yeah, bottom of India, fucking over in that neck of the woods. 
Might actually be in the Indian Ocean. For I all think I it know. probably is. So, I don't know. Do you know anybody that was killed? I'm not that worked up about it. I'm just f- fed up with the whole treating these fucking Sri Lanka is yes, it's ragheads with fucking fucking ginger gloves like we're doing right now. I just fucking ginger gloves. What's that? It's not even the right word. I just. It's just the, the hypocrisy of it all annoys me. I do get a little bit annoyed by hypocrisy and uh, dishonesty. Dishonesty fucking kills me. It's the fucking well. I'm, fuck these I'm people. I'm firmly convinced that uh, so we went to war, killing in the name of at God. Iraq for the sole reason of. Keeping guys busy. <laughs> we went to we went to war in Iraq to keep the oil flowing. flowing. Yeah, and also it made a lot of people fucking wildly, wildly rich. Yeah. Well, it also made a lot of people crazed. So, who are these rich people? Well, I think it's a lot of lot of corporations, a lot of. I don't think we went there to make corporations rich, but I think we did. We went there to secure the oil. And as a consequence, and I bet anybody that, that knew would know that this would create a lot of wealth for a lot of people. Shit, that before we went to I I watched some movie about uh the you know, the oil for food program. And it was like the most corrupt program going. I mean, there was just crazy amounts of money being paid for out of date food and you know, it was just like any any way you could fuck the system over. For that oil for food money. So basically we said to Saddam Hussein, you can't sell any of your oil. Um, we're going to sell it and then we're going to buy food and other shit that your people need. And then, but there were vouchers or some fucking thing and Saddam Hussein ended up with a lot of the vouchers and he sold like, you know, he sold oil for fucking 50 bucks a barrel but got a hundred bucks a barrel for it and kickbacks and you know so he was wildly rich and then there's a shitload of companies shitload of companies in in many countries like France many companies in France made a fuckload of money off of that so it's just all a dirty incestuous shithole yeah and uh, it's just kind of the way it works yeah The uh, Secretary of the Treasury and the head of the IRS did not release the president's tax return as Congress demanded by whatever the fuck o'clock today. Oh, I don't think. Yeah, I always thought that's going to go to the Supreme Court. They're going to have to sue and it will go to the Supreme Court and it will go Donald's way. It'll be years, though. It'll be after 2020 that that ever gets to the fucking Supreme Court. Well, and even if... It's going I, I there, don't though. see how the Supreme Court... 
it's been a custom for past presidents for what thirty eight years or something. Yeah. That they release their tax returns. Well, apparently, but the only person in America who can subpoena somebody's fucking tax returns is the chairman of the House Ways and Committee, a House Ways, Ways and, Means. and Means Committee, and they can do it for whatever reason because uh, they claim congressional oversight is the reason. That's the only person in America who can do that, and that person did it, and. Well, of course, we know Trump went like that, but even the IRS is saying, I'm well, just it's, not going to give it to you. Have you seen, I've talked about this, guys. Have you seen this Adam Schiff character? Yeah. He's he's just out of his mind. He is. I mean, he, th- there's people saying that we want the evidence of the collusion, meaning there must be more. Yeah, right, right. You know, they're saying, oh, well, He's he's guilty of uh, Mueller says straight out that he's guilty of. Um, he says he's not guilty of what uh, the the uh, obstruction obstruction. Yeah, he didn't even say that. He just said he's he doesn't he's, have enough evidence to say he is or he isn't. Right. He's he say and he points out things that could be obstruction, but he doesn't. They don't rise to the level of a crime. Right. And and I haven't read the fucking thing, and I'm not gonna because it's you know tediously why, long. Why bother? But the deal is that I guess the attorney general never had to release anything if he didn't want to. Right. Meaning the summary, he could have just said, "You got the summary. That's all you need." Because now I'm going to give you 460 pages in which you can take shit out of context, which is what they're doing. Right. And this is the same reason I believe, like. You know, if you're like uh, Obama and you've got a fucking 15-page tax return with student loan debt, you know, who gives a fuck? You got 15, what are you going to find? But if you release Trump's tax returns or Trump releases his tax returns, I think there's, I don't don't know how long, I, I bet they're huge. Longer than the Mueller report. Yeah, I bet there's a thousand pages of shit that yeah. just constant shit that these assholes could just take out of context right. and say, oh, well, look, he's stealing here and he's fucking involved with the Russians here. And, yeah. you know, totally taken out of context. And look, I, I watched the the Republicans and apparently the, the committee that Schiff is now overseeing, which was over overseen by the Republicans before is a really like down to earth committee. Like there's not a lot of fucking wild shit going on. And I don't know what the name of the committee is. Isn't he the judiciary chairman of the house? Something. I don't know. But I mean, this is one of those committees where there's not a lot of crazy people. Yeah. And this, he's a crazy person. Yeah. And they asked, they, they asked for his resignation. They, all of them. All the Republicans. Now you can say, "Oh well, it's just a partisan thing," but like that—that that, that hasn't happened before. Yeah, because he's so crazed. He hates—he hates this president. I get it. He hates him. Yeah, and he's a beady-eyed dog fucker. I mean, if you look at him, he just looks like he's fucking been balls deep into a kid or a dog <laughs> or some sort of fucking, you know, another species or a small child, and. 
he's he's insane. He's insane. He, he he's like, well, we're gonna get to the, you know. Did you hear him? His answer: I don't think it's okay that, uh, you know, that Trump Jr. met with a Russian person who is gonna offer up dirt on Hillary. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm sitting there going, do you think it's okay that Hillary had her own fucking server and lied about her emails? Well, she's, I saw something from her. She thinks that Trump should be indicted. This is Hillary. Yeah, right. Who may actually be indicted. Yeah, still. Because, you know, now they're going to start looking at the, uh, the spying bullshit. And then her Russian... Uh, her fucking uh, the, the the Comey thing, which was unprecedented, to have the head of the FBI come out and basically say she's a guilty lying whore, right? And that she shouldn't be prosecuted, right? I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Because they were all convinced she was going to be president. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That was the thing, and it would all be forgotten. Yeah, or you know. Can't indict a sitting president anyway. Well, indict her now. Uh, she she's not president pre- now. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's crazy. I can't pay any attention to it. I, I don't put any, I don't grip my teeth anymore. Right. I mean, I watch, uh, I watched this weekend I watched uh, Jake Tapper. Mm-hmm. Part of his show, and then I watched Howard Kurtz, and part of his show, what's and that, that's about it. What's that guy's name? I think he's a CNN a guy, Steltner or something. Oh, Stelter! My brother Dave, he's a he's a dog fucker. Dave got Dave got fucking blocked on Twitter by that guy. Dave is relentless on him and Kamala Harris. He's and he's and the Ehan Omar person, he's relentless in his uh his thing with Stelt what's his name? Stelter? Yeah, and I brought him up here. He's I hate that his, fucking guy. Dave's thing with him was he turned everything into have a salad, dressing on the side. Everything that he said, you know, like anything the guy would say, Dave would have a retort for and then end it with and please have a fucking salad. Right. The guy finally, after being told to have a salad hundreds of times, finally blocked him. And Dave was like, yes, this is why I do the Twitter thing. <laughs> and Dave's pretty fucking active. It's, his name is Chris Crinkle, everybody. That's what he goes by. And his, his icon is I a don't know how to box use of Twitter. French fries. Twitter's the easiest out of all of them to use. Uh, yeah, but I don't know any. I don't know. You don't. How do you get people to. Like you comment on their tweets, so like, but don't you have to get them to follow you? Or no, something? no, all you, you got to do is follow them. them. Oh, you don't even have to follow them. Someone, you just I don't know. type their name in and see what they're up to, see what they're tweeting, and then that's the best way to follow. But don't these you have people. to have like, if they got a hundred thousand followers and you got two, if you put up a fucking tweet, the chances of them seeing it is like fucking fifty thousand. No, no. If one. you comment on anything thread that they're in or started or even they commented on uh-huh. every one of their followers will see it so every one of these this guy's i don't know i can't imagine he's got more than a hundred thousand followers i i don't i don't know but every one of these guy people who read their threads saw dave telling him to have a salad for months <laughs> you know what i mean well he he is a his other thing with kamala harris is is uh 
her family slaves. You know, are your slaves, blah, blah, blah. Are your family slaves, you know, were they unfortunate too? You know, they're talking about. Are they in jail along with the innocent people that you put in jail too? Yeah. Yeah, she's then, a she's a piece of shit. I, I I don't think any prosecutor should be pressed. And then this thing with Eon, Ehan Omar and Talibi, whatever the fuck, his thing with them are is over and over he just says, you know, whatever they say he comments on and he goes, And will you now denounce Hamas as a Hamas and Hezbollah as terrorist organizations, you know what I mean? Right. Just relentless, relentless, relentless. The same thing over and over and over and over. He's got, I will say, he's the one who said to me, go on Twitter as kind of right and comment on stuff and people will see it and people will listen. And when I do it, there's a little fucking raise in new listeners. I haven't done it in a couple of weeks because I'm lazy. But you can wrangle people you know in if you have a witty retort you know have a fucking salad have a fucking salad (laughs) but i mean that guy's pressing on the side yeah he's a he's a maniac i brought him up on this show yeah i mean and and he's just you know if you want to watch somebody that's totally biased and you want to like if you're looking for a cheerleader then brian stelter is you know it's like watching rachel maddow Although he comes, he tries to come across as more on, you know, the worst ones are the ones that try to cr- come across as, oh, I'm not biased, yeah, right. but this is just the truth here. Yeah, yeah. And I'd rather have him come out and just be a complete whack job like Matta. Yeah. You know, she's fucking, she's got them, the crazy eyes. She definitely has yeah. the crazy googly eyes, no you doubt. Know, and it's just like. You know that one minute she's fucking laughing and the next minute she's crying oh, wherever yeah. she is. Riding the emotional roller coaster. Yeah, at all I mean, times. it's just fucking up and down. It's probably there's probably three cries and three three hysterical laughter fits on the ride from the studio to wherever she lives. Right. You know, which is like eleven minutes away. Oh I'm I I I wouldn't doubt that for a fucking second. Yeah, she's just a lunatic. Yeah. And he he tries to, you know, he, he tries to come across as a little bit more unbiased. As straight up the middle. And he's just a fucking fat piece of shit. Who needs to have more salad in his Eat life. more salad. Another fat piece of shit who needs more salad and is a Trump hater is that fucking George Conway. Kellyanne, Kellyanne yeah, Conway's husband. What is that fucking whole dynamic going on That's over gotta there? It's got to be a weird household to be in. That might be a weird household. It's like even the Donald. I wonder if he says any. He might be amused by it too. He probably probably amused. But probably doesn't even probably jokes with Kellyanne about it. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure. How's a George bit of, doing today? <laughs> George is still in his slippers and his fucking, uh, or he's wearing a like a Bugs Bunny fucking pajama with the feet still in it oh yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean like he's a lunatic (laughs) he legit legitimately thinks or he's pretending to think see that's the other thing i I wonder if these people pretend to think it or they really think it that that our president is a crazy person our president is not a crazy person he's not crazy well it's just not you know a polished politician yeah, but there's he's not polished. The funny thing is there's been so many over the last what are we pushing the third year now? He got sworn in 
Over two years ago. So, yeah, he's in his third year of his presidency. So he gets sworn in in January 20th. It's been so many times where he looks like he's going to lose it now. Yeah. And he comes out with a big smile on his face and he doesn't give a fuck. No, he's Teflon Don. That's he's why. not he's not crazed by anything. Nothing phases him. And these people are just And everybody's got a nickname. Everyone's got a nickname oh, with yeah. the old Donald. And they stick. <laughs> yeah. They stick and he's fucking he's just bulletproof. He comes out and he's I think he's doing an all right job. He's well, if the economy is any fucking signal, then yes, he is doing a good job. Now, he might not be doing as good a job as he says, but... That's fine. He's a fucking promoter. He's a salesman and a promoter, exactly. The, the country's fine, by the way. Yes. It really is. Like, he's not going to run the country into the woods. No. And, you know. And he's so much better than Obama. Well, he's at least a little proactive when it comes to the economy. Well, no, I mean, it's just he's better in every single way than Obama. Except for speaking. But well, he is entertaining. Yes. I mean, Obama is, if you want really um, soaring rhetoric, and oh. but you want everything basically in reality to be shit, yeah. Obama's your guy. Yeah, yeah. It's called fantasy land is what it's yeah. called. If you want to live in fantasy land, yeah. but have a really wonderfully... Sounding uh, president. Yes, <laughs> he sounds wonderful, and he... Uh, but he's completely full of shit. Not unpleasant to look at. No, no. Nice family and in shape. Wonderful, just wonderful guy. Yeah. Although not that wonderful because his president was his presidency was anything but transparent. Remember, Mister Transparency. Yeah. He was going to be the most transparent president in history. Who turned out to be, well, he's spying on the fucking Trump campaign. I don't that's know. not all that transparent. No, that's a little untransparent. So listen, this was show 116 of Kinda Right. Thank you all for continuing to take this journey with Joe and I. It's only getting better, folks. And uh, by the way, Joe, I'm I'm Okay. Good. Just letting you know. I'm okay. I want you to be okay. Yeah. You're the only one I really vent to. So Well, you, we got this show yeah. as well. So you end up getting vented at a little bit. I hold back a little bit, but I don't even vent in them fucking constantly. I sessions. don't feel like I've been vented to. Good. Well, I don't want you being worried about me either. I know, well, you, I worry. I know you worry about me. I worry about you too sometimes. Yeah. But that's what we call being <laughs> friends. Yeah. But you've been in a good way lately. Well, at least acting like you're in a good way around me. So, hey, that's good. Sometimes you can't help yourself. It is what it is. So, anyway, what's today? Today's Wednesday. No, today's Tuesday. See if the uh, 23rd oh. of April. Oh, shit. Tuesday, the 23rd of April. Well, Joe, I will see you Thursday, the 25th of April. You will, dude. At 6 30. You will. Good night, Walter. Good night, baby.